your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 356 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off your next order. And that song you are hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And today, we're going to continue what's basically become a three-parter here as far as trying to figure out who the next Ranger head coach is going to be and just kind of looking at all the different candidates, everybody who's been rumored in one way or another to become the next coach of the New York Rangers. And to just kind of continue, we'll just pick up right where we left off. And like I said, this will be the final part of a three-parter. we got four other uh, individuals to get through here today. And we're going to start with somebody who Ranger fans are pretty familiar with from all the time that he spent with Boston and to a lesser extent Montreal. And that's going to be Claude Julien. He's somebody who has at least been rumored as far as perhaps being in the running to be the next New York Ranger head coach. In fact, our friends at betonline.ag have him as an 8-1 to odd to become the next coach of the New York Rangers. And that's actually the best odds of anybody that we're going to talk about here today. So for a little bit of background on Claude Julian and just some of my general thoughts on it, for starters, he's 61 years old. And whenever I hear the name Claude Julian, I tend to think of him mostly as the head coach of the Boston Bruins. He was there for much longer than he was with any other team. Spent a decade, in fact, in Boston from 2007, 2008 to 2016, 2017. He was fired in the middle of the 2016, 2017 season. Prior to his 10 seasons in Boston, however, he was the head coach of the Montreal Canadiens, beginning his days as a head coach all the way back in 2002, 2003. Spent three seasons there before being fired in the middle of the third season. He then, between his time with the Montreal Canadiens and his time with the Boston Bruins, spent just one season with the New Jersey Devils and actually was fired at the tail end of the season. And this one really confused me when I was looking up the information here because I I vaguely remember this. You know, when I kind of looked it up preparing for the episode, I vaguely remember this happening, what I'm about to talk about here. But basically, Julian in his first year with the New Jersey Devils was fired with three games left in the regular season. So you're probably thinking like, oh, well, you know, the Devils, they probably underachieved that year. They probably weren't going anywhere near the playoffs or anything like that. Quite the contrary. The Devils that season under Julian, once again in his first season as the head coach of the team, had a record of 47 wins, 24 losses, and eight overtime losses. So like I said, I had to dig into this one a little bit deeper and find out what in the world happened here. Lou Lamorello was the general manager of the New Jersey Devils. He was the one who fired Claude Julian, and Lamorello stated that despite the team's outstanding record, he didn't feel that Julian had the players ready to go for the playoffs. I don't know what that means. I don't know how you can draw some kind of a conclusion like that when you've got a team with that good of a record. And who did Lou Lamorello choose to be the new coach of the Devils with just three games remaining in the regular season as they were gearing up for a potential playoff run? Well, that would be Lou Lamorello, and it was the second straight season that Lamorello left the Devils' front office in the middle of a season to coach the Devils at the end of the season, and the Devils ended up losing in the second round that year. So Julian really got cheated uh, for his one year with the Devils, but... We know that it worked out pretty nicely for him after that. Once again, he spent a decade with the Boston Bruins winning the Stanley Cup there. We'll get into that in just a second. But I did want to mention his overall track record. Like we said, we covered everywhere that he coached. And his overall regular season record as a head coach in the NHL, 
667 wins, 455 losses, 10 ties, and 152 overtime losses. So to kind of continue what we've been doing here with all the head coaching candidates, we're going to combine the regulation losses with the overtime losses and just look at his overall record wins versus losses. We'll ignore the 10 ties here. But if you do that for Claude Julian, he has a career regular season record of 667 wins against 607 losses. So it's a good record. Maybe not quite as good as a lot of people might believe, but it's definitely solid. And he's also 68 and 56 career in the postseason. And of course, as we just mentioned very briefly a second ago, his crowning achievement as a head coach in the NHL was in 2010-2011 with the Boston Bruins when he led them to a Stanley Cup championship. That was his fourth season as the Bruins head coach. And in his first seven seasons as the Bruins head coach, he led them to the playoffs every single season. And then, of course, it kind of went south in the last three seasons. He missed the playoffs with the Bruins in 2014-2015, missed the playoffs again with the Bruins in 2015-2016, and then led the team to a record of just 26-23-6 and six in 2016-2017 and was fired in the middle of that season. So it definitely went south at the end, but you can't argue with what he did overall with Boston. Like I said, making the playoffs in all of his first seven seasons as the Bruins head coach. He won the Stanley Cup in season number four with the Bruins, and then two seasons after that, he once again took the Bruins to the Stanley Cup Finals, though they were defeated by the Chicago Blackhawks four games to two at the end of the 2012-2013 season. So uh, a strong tenure, obviously, as the head coach of the Boston Bruins. Can't really say the same for everything that happened with the Montreal Canadiens over the past five seasons. He was hired to be the Canadiens head coach in 2016-2017, and he was fired this past season, early in the season. In fact, just 18 games into the campaign, he had a record of 9-5-4 and in that season, this season, the one that just happened before he was fired. But if you look at the overall track record with the Montreal Canadiens these past five years, it's really not pretty. 277 games, 129 wins against 123 losses and 35 overtime losses. But perhaps most damning, the fact that he did not win a single playoff series as head coach of the Montreal Canadiens. So the first year, they lose in the first round. They then miss the playoffs the two following seasons. And then this past year, 2019-2020, the Canadiens... Sort of made the playoffs as a 12 seed, although obviously they were kind of gifted that playoff spot by the 2014 playoff tournament because prior to that happening, uh, the Montreal Canadiens were not anywhere near a playoff spot, but they got in. They upset the Penguins, the five seed Penguins, in that best of five qualifying round that we had during last season in the postseason. And then they were eliminated by the Philadelphia Flyers in the round of 16, four games to two. So, I mean, yeah, technically the Canadians were a playoff team last season, but let's be honest here. They were obviously bailed out by the 2014 structure. And so if you ignore last season's playoff appearance, Claude Julien and the Montreal Canadiens missed the playoffs for three consecutive seasons. And in his first year with the team, they lost in the first round. And I've kind of gotten the impression over the last however many years you want to go back, you know, three years, five years, seven years. The Montreal Canadiens, one of the more underachieving teams in the NHL. I've always felt like they've had, obviously, much higher aspirations than either losing in the first round of the playoffs or missing the playoffs altogether. And to me, I think when you look at their roster, I mean, it's not spectacular, but I think that overall it's fair to say that they've underachieved. And they've underachieved on Claude Julien's watch. So I definitely have some mixed feelings when it comes to Julien as far as him potentially being the next coach of the New York Rangers. And this is something that I have to share with you guys from when Claude Julien was the head coach of the Boston Bruins, and to a lesser extent the Montreal Canadiens, but I noticed it more with the Bruins than I did with the Canadiens. And this is just kind of a pet peeve of mine, but I still have to share it with you guys. There's a trend with Claude Julien when he's on the bench, anytime 
his team gets called for a penalty, no matter how obvious it is, no matter how blatant it is, and no matter how little the player that committed the penalty is arguing with the referee, he will whine and complain to the referees about it. I really picked up on this when he was the head coach of the Bruins, and by no means do I think that that should, you know, exclude him from being the next New York Ranger head coach, but it used to just drive me crazy. I would always see him, after every penalty that was called against the Bruins, he'd be arguing and whining to the refs, and I would say something like, hey, Mr. Julian, can you please be quiet? I probably use different words than that, but you get the idea. I mean, it, it just used to drive me crazy. This guy would argue every single call, and you got to pick your spots with that kind of stuff. There's a time if you're an NHL head coach or maybe even a player or a coach of some other league, whatever it might be, there's a time to say something to the referees if, if you don't feel like your team's getting a fair shake. But man, when you're going to argue every single penalty that gets called against your team, your credibility is going to get shot in a heck of a hurry. So again, that was just a pet peeve of mine. By no means do I think that the Rangers should exclude him from their search for a new head coach just because of that, but it's just something I wanted to share with all you guys. And look, Claude Julian, he's got to get another chance sooner or later. He does have a fairly strong track record. Like we said, he does have a winning record, and being a Stanley Cup champion, that never hurts anyone when it comes to credentials either. And with the Rangers stating their desire for somebody with a lot of experience and a proven track record, that could go a long way. So, you know, Claude Julian, I have mixed feelings on him, but definitely an option. And we'll see if he at some point emerges as one of the front runners or if he even becomes the next coach of the New York Rangers. We will keep our eye on it, obviously. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Credit Karma. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions, and now they want to help even more. With a Credit Karma money spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Who doesn't want instant gratification? If you're looking for satisfaction, there's no need to wait. With Credit Karma money, you could win cash reimbursements for debit purchases. Credit Karma money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. Credit Karma money. Progress starts here. Right now, visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com slash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning instant karma. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated, member FDIC, maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Moving right along here, let's jump into the next candidate to potentially become the next head coach of the New York Rangers, and that's going to be Rick Tockett. Right now, Bet Online has set the odds at 12 to 1 of Rick Tockett becoming the next head coach of the New York Rangers. Rick Tockett, 57 years old. Now, the one thing that kind of jumps out here and something that we have to mention right off the bat as far as something that's working against Rick Tockett, is that he doesn't really have a ton of NHL experience as a head coach. He has some. I mean, he does have six seasons as an NHL head coach under his belt. Two were with the Tampa Bay Lightning in 2008-2009, and then he also spent the last four seasons as the head coach of the Arizona Coyotes, obviously from 27-2018 until the end of this most recent regular season. And kind of like with John Tortorella and the Columbus Blue Jackets, Tockett and the Coyotes tried to frame this as sort of a mutual parting, but I again, it's same thing that I said about John Torrell. I'll say the same thing about Rick Tockett. I don't think he was coming back. I don't think you can miss the playoffs for four straight seasons as a head coach in the NHL and live to tell about it. I mean, there might be an occasional exception if there's a massive rebuild taking place and you know teams are going to be patient with the new head coach, but for the most part, in a sport where more than half the teams make the playoffs, I don't think he can go four straight seasons missing the postseason every single year and expect to still be the head coach of that team. And, of course, Rick Tockett is no longer the head coach of the Arizona Coyotes. And before I go any further, let me just clarify. I know that the Coyotes 
technically made the playoffs last season, but they were an 11 seed. If it was a normal season, I don't think they would have been anywhere near the playoffs. I mean, obviously there were still 10 or 12 games to go or whatever it was when the season was paused, but the Coyotes were on the outside looking in and they were kind of gifted a playoff berth, as were the Rangers for that matter, the two 11 seeds last year. And unlike the Rangers, the Coyotes actually got out of the first round of the playoffs under Rick Tockett. They beat the Predators in the first round and then basically got completely embarrassed and run off the ice by the Colorado Avalanche in the second round, or I guess the round of 16 is what we were calling it because technically last year, the second round was referred to as the first round. The qualifying round didn't really count as a round at all. It was a whole mess, a whole bunch of uh, lingo that just didn't really make a whole lot of sense. But yeah, Basically, they won in the qualifying round in the best of five against the Predators. They lost in the round of 16 against the Colorado Avalanche and lost badly. And so, yeah, I mean, Rick Tockett does have some experience overall. He has coached 438 career regular season games in the NHL, a record of 178 wins, 200 losses, and 60 overtime losses. So, once again, if we combine the regulation losses with the overtime losses, Rick Tockett has a record of 178 and 260. Doesn't exactly jump off the page. I realize being the head coach of the Arizona Coyotes, it's probably going to be an enormous challenge for anybody who goes in there because it's a franchise that since coming into existence, obviously the Winnipeg Jets at one point became the Arizona Coyotes and then the Winnipeg Jets came back into the league when the Atlanta Thrashers became the Winnipeg Jets. That's a whole other story for a whole other day, but... Bottom line, in the Coyotes' history, they have not exactly had a lot of success, but Rick Taka obviously unable to turn it around during his time there, and there was not a single season where he had more wins than he had uh, total losses combined. So he has some experience, but you can't really say that it's good experience because, again, he has been a head coach for six years in the NHL and missed the playoffs in every single season except for last year when, once again, the Coyotes got in uh, by being the number 11 seed, which wouldn't have happened under normal circumstances. So I don't know. I mean, I know he was a hard-nosed player. I know that he kind of tried to instill some toughness into the New York Rangers, which is something that you know they could stand to improve in that area. So he is an intriguing candidate. But there's nothing that's really jumping off the page for me. And there's something else that I'd kind of be remiss if I didn't talk about. And that is his legal problems that popped up in 2006. Rick Tockett was accused of financing a nationwide sports gambling ring based in New Jersey. And several current NHL players supposedly wagered, or current players at the time at least. But it was basically a whole mess. In 2007, Tockett pleaded guilty to conspiracy and promoting gambling, and he was sentenced to two years probation in exchange for his plea. He actually could have received up to five years in New Jersey State Prison, but given that he was a first-time offender, uh, that wasn't too likely to happen, I don't think. But obviously, Tockett was out of hockey for a little while, only two years though, in fact. And then during a press conference in February of 2008, Tockett was reinstated. It was exactly two years after he took his leave of absence to obviously deal with his uh, legal difficulties here. And among the conditions of his reinstatement, uh, Tockett was ordered by Gary Bettman to abstain from all forms of gambling. Now, I felt it was only fair to bring this up, but to be completely fair to Tockett, I think it's only fair to bring this up as well. And as far as I can tell, again, he was reinstated in 2008, so 13 years have gone by, and I don't think he has so much as jaywalked since then. So I do believe in second chances, and it seems like uh, Rick Tockett has definitely taken advantage of his second chance. Seems like he's been on the straight and narrow ever since these obviously troubling accusations all these years ago. But, you know, it's only fair to mention things like this when you're talking about somebody potentially becoming the new head coach of your team. And while Rick Tockett has struggled as a head coach in the NHL, it's definitely also worth pointing out that he is a three-time Stanley Cup champion. He won the Cup 
all three times with the Pittsburgh Penguins. He did so in 1992 as a player and again in 2016 and 2017 as an assistant coach. So he is someone who's used to lifting that Stanley Cup over his head. Uh, again, you know, it's something I'd be open to if Rick Tockett was named the head coach. And I, I think it's important to note that you know, there might be certain candidates on this list. We all have our favorites, right? And there might be certain candidates that you like more than I do or that I like more than you do, whatever it might be. And whoever the Rangers end up picking, it's okay if you're underwhelmed, maybe even a little bit disappointed by whoever the Rangers ultimately select. But I think we, as Ranger fans, all owe it to the next head coach to give them a fair shake. And that's true of Rick Tockett, just like it's true of anybody else that I've talked about or anybody else that I'm going to be talking about in just a second here. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein and energy bar that I have ever had. It's kind of hard to explain. You just have to experience it for yourself. It's got real chocolate, amazing flavors, and unlike a lot of other protein bars, energy bars, you don't need a gallon of water to get rid of that weird, funky aftertaste that sometimes comes with the other bars. It's just good, and it actually kind of tastes quite a bit like a candy bar. It has an amazing combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar. There are no crazy additives, and if you compare it to the most popular men's bar, Cliff, it is half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good and taste that good? I don't know. You just got to try it for yourself. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you will get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Com. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline offers real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Once again, BetOnline.ag. All right, let's go ahead and keep things moving with our next candidate to become the head coach of the New York Rangers, and that's going to be Patrick Waugh. According to, once again, our friends at betonline.ag, Patrick Waugh has 10-1 to 1 odds to become the next coach of the New York Rangers. Like pretty much every 90s kid, I definitely used to call him Patrick Roy while I was playing NHL 94 on the Super Nintendo. I know we've got at least a couple of listeners who know exactly what I'm talking about right now, but as far as Waugh possibly becoming the next coach of this team, Similar to Tockett, I think the biggest thing working against him, and even more so than Tockett, is experience, because the Rangers have already stated their desire to land somebody who has a proven track record and a good amount of experience at the NHL level. Something else with Patrick Waugh, it's not quite at Tortorella levels, but he does seemingly come with at least a little bit of baggage. He tends to throw his weight around a little bit and leave no doubt as to who's in control, which on one hand can be a good thing, but on the other hand, you know, you can kind of be hard-headed and become your own worst enemy at times. Uh, to begin with, when Waugh was named the head coach of the Colorado Avalanche, and, and keep in mind, this is his first time as an NHL head coach, he was basically given complete control of the entire Avalanche franchise, 
So he had a ton of say when it came to personnel decisions. NHL head coaches rarely get that kind of power, especially first-time NHL head coaches. Would he want that kind of power with the Rangers? It's hard to say. Maybe he won't demand that. He does have some familiarity with Chris Jury for whatever that's worth. The two of them won a Stanley Cup together in 2001 with the Colorado Avalanche. More on that shortly. But something that we got to go back to here, this is his first game. Keep in mind, his first game as an NHL head coach, once again with the Colorado Avalanche at the start of the 2013-2014 season. He gets into an altercation with basically about half of the Ducks team and also Bruce Boudreaux, who was the head coach of the Ducks at the time. This all happened uh, with six seconds left. I don't know. I I didn't see the entire uh, lead up to this. I don't really have a ton of context here, but basically uh, the Avalanche and the Ducks, the Avalanche were going to win the game six to one. And like I said, there was a face off at center ice uh, with seven seconds remaining in the game. The puck drops and there's some pushing and shoving. These teams are going at it. And Patrick Waugh begins yelling at Corey Perry on the Ducks bench, which, I mean, good for him, you know. But he ends up getting into it with Bruce Boudreaux as well. And Waugh shoves the glass stanchion toward Boudreaux. And the Ducks start shoving the stanchion back at Waugh and the Avalanche. And, you know, it was just kind of a crazy situation. That's his first game as an NHL head coach. He's getting into it with the players on the Ducks and the coaches on the Ducks as well. So he definitely uh, has a big personality and uh, somebody who's obviously going to assert himself right off the bat if he becomes the next head coach of the New York Rangers. For what it's worth, though, uh, Patrick Waugh had an outstanding season as a rookie head coach in this league. He won the Jack Adams Award that season, and he coached the Avalanche to a final record of 52-22-8 and any division title. Unfortunately, the Avalanche were the two-seed in the playoffs, and they fell in seven games to the seven-seeded Minnesota Wild, so obviously they suffer an upset loss in the first round of the playoffs. And the next two seasons, hard to really explain what happened. After so much promise in Patrick Waugh's rookie season as a head coach there, just a total collapse from the Avalanche. They were just bad. Didn't even come close to making the playoffs in either of Waugh's final two seasons, what turned out to be his final two seasons. They finished dead last in their division in the first of those two years. And then in 2016, Waugh stepped down as coach and the VP of Hockey Operations, setting a lack of input in personnel decisions. So... Yeah, I mean, I don't really know what to make of all that. Again, everything started great, but it just completely collapsed. He's a little bit of a wild card. If the Rangers really wanted to roll the dice, maybe you take a look at Patrick Waugh. Maybe he's your guy. But given that, again, they've seemingly placed a premium on having somebody with experience and a proven NHL track record, so I'm not so sure Waugh is really going to be all that much of a frontrunner. He was at least worth mentioning here. And again, he does have familiarity with Chris Drury. We mentioned that briefly just a second ago, but they did win the Stanley Cup together as teammates in 2001. And Waugh, at least as a player, no stranger to lifting the Stanley Cup over his head either. Won the Cup four times as a player, twice with the Canadians, twice with the Avalanche. So no one will ever question Patrick Waugh's credentials as a player. One of the absolute greatest goalies to ever lace up a pair of skates and someone who was obviously a champion. Four Stanley Cups in total. But as an NHL head coach, difficult to say what you're getting. Still something of a wild card for the Rangers or whoever hires him next. I really get the feeling that Patrick Waugh is probably not going to be the next head coach of the Rangers, but I feel like he will get a chance from a franchise, kind of like a downtrodden franchise that's really looking to roll the dice, really looking for a spark, a team that's been down for a long time, and basically just says, what the hey, let's give him a shot. He had a little bit of success initially with Colorado. Let's just bring him in, let him be himself and do his thing and run the team the way he wants to run it, and you know maybe just maybe he can be the guy to kind of get our franchise turned around in the right direction, but I don't think it's going to be the Rangers that are going to do that. Just a gut feeling. For what it's worth, Patrick Wall also coached the Quebec Remparts of the QMJHL for eight seasons before he became the Colorado Avalanche head coach, and also for one season after losing his job 
as the Colorado head coach, or rather resigning from his position with the Colorado Avalanche. But in that time, in those nine total seasons in the QMJHL, Wah put up a record of 376 wins, 187 losses, and 50 overtime losses. And to combine the losses, all of them together, as we've been doing, it's 376 wins in the QMJHL against 137 total losses in the QMJHL. So it's a heck of a record. And like I said, he's somebody who's going to be a certain franchise's wild card. I just don't think it's going to be the Rangers. Crazier things have happened, I suppose, but I still see him as, as really just kind of a dark horse to get this job, especially given the Rangers want for a coach with a proven track record. For the record, Patrick Waugh is 55 years old, and he concluded his three seasons as the Colorado head coach with a record of 130 wins, 92 losses, and 24 overtime losses. So if we combine all the losses, which is what we've been doing, it's a record of 130 wins and 116 losses. And one other candidate that I'm just going to throw in is kind of a bonus here at the end of the episode. Somebody whose name has come up a little bit, but I don't know that he's really a serious contender to become the next head coach of the Rangers, and that's Mark Messier. It seems to me that Messier has kind of been gunning for a high-level position in the Ranger organization for some time now. He pulled no punches when he was recently asked about the state of the Rangers and how the team is constructed, and he actually said all this less than two weeks ago. So this is what he had to say regarding, uh, you know, potentially getting some kind of a job with the Rangers, whether it's as a coach, a front office member, whatever it might be. This is what Messi had to say. I've made it clear that I've been standing by, ready to help out in any way for many years. I don't really know what else to say. He was also asked if he could coach without having any prior experience, and he said, 1,000%. Hockey is what I do. It's what I've done my whole life. You either are a hockey person or you're not. There's no one person that's perfect for any job, whether you're a coach or a manager. You need people and support around you to help you in areas that you're deficient in. And then this was uh, maybe the quote that caused the most eyebrows to raise, if you will, that he was asked about everything that happened with that ugly incident with Tom Wilson. We don't need to get into that. I mean, we've talked about that a ton, uh, really, ever since it happened. But he was asked about, you know, just the entire incident, and this is what he had to say about it. In my opinion, if you're going to win, you've got to be able to win in the street and in the alley. I particularly would not have built a team that didn't have answers in this regard. So it sounds like he's kind of alluding to the Rangers' real or perceived lack of grit, lack of, I guess, toughness. I mean, I think that's a little bit overstated because they do have players that are tough, that do have grit. But yeah, I mean, could the Rangers stand to add a little bit more of that? Sure, they could. I think a lot of teams in the NHL probably could. Uh, but the Rangers in particular, yeah, it would have been great to have somebody who could go toe-to-toe with Tom Wilson and, uh, you know, just fight him heavyweight versus heavyweight. But yeah, I mean, it got a lot of people talking that Mark Messier, again, looking to perhaps rejoin the Rangers in some capacity, and I'm sure he would love to get a chance to interview for the head coaching position. Again, I'm not so sure how serious of a candidate Mark Messier really is. Again, given his complete lack of experience coaching in the NHL, he's never done it before, and the Rangers have said they want somebody with experience. But given he's obviously a leader, I mean, we know that. We we cannot say enough about what Mark Messier, the player, did, both in Edmonton, winning the Stanley Cup five times with the Oilers, and then, of course, uh, kind of his crowning achievement, at least in the eyes of Ranger fans, coming to New York, and, you know, the guarantee against the Devils in the Eastern Conference Finals that they win game six and he gets the hat trick and he leads them the rest of the way to the Stanley Cup championship. Cannot say enough. We owe a debt of gratitude to Mark Messier for everything he did for this team uh, from now until the end of time. But as far as him being the next head coach, I don't really see it. The only way I could see it happening is maybe if he gets in the ear of James Dolan a little bit and kind of talks him into it. I mean, other than that, I really don't see a way that this could happen. But, you know, a lot of those images of the Rangers winning the Stanley Cup are kind of burned into all of our brains. You know, you think of that 
very last face-off where Marc Messier is jumping up and down going crazy, and then you think of him skating around the rink with the Stanley Cup holding it over his head, and you think of him, you know, when he was presented with the Stanley Cup, he goes out there and he grabs it, and he's, like, shaking with joy. He's just so happy about it. So, obviously, uh, he was a huge part of the greatest moment in New York Ranger history. But as far as him being the next head coach, not really feeling it, not really seeing it, but I suppose it's something that really can't be ruled out. Like I said, Bet Online have 12 to 1 odds of Mark Messier becoming the next head coach. But that's going to pretty much do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Working on setting up some guests for you guys for the rest of the week, uh, hoping to have at least one or two people on in the near future. We'll keep you guys posted on that. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, how worried should Laker fans be about their road back to the finals? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.